0: I love you Lord for your mercy never fails me all my days I've been held in your hand from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head Shall we breathe? Oh I Father will in the name of Jesus we of thank you for keeping the Lord, blood blood giving up us. On us. We thank you for giving us your word, which is light unto our feet and a light unto our path. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you that you are a good God. We thank you for your generosity. We thank you for angelic assistance. We thank you that the lines are falling onto us. in bless our places. We thank you that we can call you our Father. And we thank you that you call us your children. We pray and may Christ and we will be exalted in our discussion tonight. In the name of our Lord Jesus, Amen. And we thank God yet again for another opportunity to continue our study on this platform. We are getting closer to Christmas <laughs> and it's time for us to enjoy. So please enjoy the Christmas because He has qualified to see another day. So you must work the works of him who has sent us while it is day. I'm sure that work includes enjoy life <laughs> so tonight we are starting a new series it will hopefully be a short one about three episodes and it's titled remember Lot's wife remember Lot's wife and i'm sure you all know this statement i remember when i saw this statement some years ago i was wondering i didn't really see <laughs> what it is to remember about but tonight through the help of the holy spirit let's just look at it again and see what you can study from it so this statement was made by jesus in luke chapter 17 verse 32 so you first read what jesus had to say about it then you will read the chapter in which the scenario occurred to get a better context so let's start from um verse 27 or verse 26 sorry just as in the days of noah so also with the days of the son of man people were eating drinking marrying and giving to marriage after the day of after the day noah entered the earth then the flood came and destroyed them all indeed there's nothing new under the sun and today that's the same thing people are doing almost every weekend not almost every weekend at least i know somebody personally who is getting married it <laughs> wow. says that so in the days of noah people were eating drinking marrying. They're unknown to them Noah was building the ark and until or up until when he entered the ark then everything the flats came so verse 28 it was the same in the days of Lot people were eating and drinking buying and selling planting and building but the day Lot left Sodom fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all so yet again people were eating and drinking yeah they were not married because of what they were doing <laughs> But they just letting us know that life was going on normally. Everybody seems to be engaged in his activities for the day until not left the city. So unknown to them, the reason why judgment had not yet struck upon them was because God was waiting for Lot to leave, and God was waiting for Noah to enter the ark. That does not our focus. It's very interesting. And I can give you a hint. It gives us a hint about rapture. Until certain people are raptured, Certain judgments will not come. Now, please let me not go there. <laughs> Verse 30, it would just be like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. So, just as in the days of Noah, in the days of Lot, everybody was going about their normal deeds, having a very normal life, eating, drinking, marrying, buying and selling, planting and building. Unknown to them, God's agenda was still going on. And Jesus is that, just as in those two days, so will you also be now verse 31 and on that day no one who is on the house top with possessions inside should go down to get them likewise no one in the field should go back for anything and the statement verse 32 remember lord's wife let's read the thread. whoever tries to keep their life would lose it and whoever loses their life would preserve it remember lord's wife so jesus was talking about something that the day that the son of man comes if you're on top of a house do not worry about going down to go and take your possession and if you are in the field do not worry about going back home to go and take your car or for some of us our most expensive possession is our laptops <laughs> and our clothes and our phone <laughs> messy but jesus when that day happens do not worry about that remember what happened to lord's wife so let us go back and see what happened to lord's wife and we reading. A quite lengthy passage, but bear with us and join us. Genesis chapter 19 from verse 1 following. Genesis 19 from verse 1 following. You can join us even as we read this passage. I'll be making some commentaries as we go along until we get to the main issue, what Lot did that we should remember, that we should remember. So verse 19, verse 1. And there came two angels to Sodom at evening, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing them rose up to meet them and bowed himself with his face towards the ground and he said behold my lord stand in i pray thee into your servant's house and tarry all night and wash your feet and ye shall rise up early and go your way and they said nay but we would abide in the streets at night so this is very interesting lord was able to identify that these people that were coming were angels obviously if they had come like angels that is with Their flapping wings and their bright countenance, and (laughs) how glorious they look like. I don't think the people of Sodom and Gomorrah would have messed up with them. So they came as men. But Lot was able to identify that these two beings that were coming were actually angels. Verse 3 And he pressed them greatly and turned them into him and entered into his house and made them a feast and did bake on living bread and they did it. Another thing you can learn from Lot. When you see people that God brings your way, do not let them leave. Do not let them sleep by you. So the angel said that, oh, we will stay in the city. But Lot insisted that they come to his house. And the Bible said that he pressed them. He pressed them and turned onto them and entered into his house. So literally, he forced them. And this is how we should be aggressive for the things that God puts our path. There are certain people and certain circumstances that they come your way. That by all means, you should keep them in. I remember one time I was listening to one spiritual instructor and he was like, there are certain people in your life, even if they offend you, you should go and beg them. Because their relevance in their life is more than your relevance in their life. Because when he says, seller. (laughs) So verse 4, but before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, encompassed the house around about, both old and young all the people from every quarter, and they called unto him and said unto him, who are the men that come thee into thy life, come into thee this night, bring them out unto us, that we might know them." Mm. And I'm sure by now we know the knowing that they are talking about. And it's interesting that it was the whole city that literally came. The Bible says that both old and young, all people from every quarter, Mm oh mercy indeed (laughs) there is nothing new under the sun and they called to verse 6 and Lot went out to the door unto them and shut the door after him and said i pray you brethren, do not so wickedly behold now i have two daughters which have not known any man let me i pray you bring them unto you and do ye unto them as it is good in your own eyes only unto these men do nothing for therefore came they under the shadow of my roof and they said stand back and they said again This one fellow came in so to sojourn, and he will needs be a judge. Now will we do worse to thee than with them? And they saw upon this man even Lot, and came near to breaking the door. But the men put forth their hand, and pulled Lot into the house unto them, and shut the door. So you can see how aggressive these people were, to sleep with the two men that came to visit Lot. Even though Lot offered them two daughters who were virgins, he they preferred two men to two daughters. And the way the Bible said that um, both old and young, all people from every quarter, and I don't think all people, only men made up the people. So both men and women came to Lot that a new some, two people have come to the neighborhood. We want them. We want to know them. And they were willing to press and squeeze him or move him out of the way just to break down his door for those two men. That tells you the intensity of their lust and currently I don't even think any country in the world is like that. So I think we are even enjoying a more civilized <laughs> situation than Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Mercy. So verse 11, and they smoothed them that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they worried themselves to find the door. And the man said unto Lot, Lord, hast thou thee any besides son-in-law and thy sons? And thy daughters, and whosoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place. For we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord to destroy it. And Lot went out and spoke unto his sons, unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. So right from the days of Lot, people were mocking the gospel. People were mocking God's route of deliverance. And it's nothing different from what's happening today. When we go and tell people about the goodness of God, the escape routes that God has provided for us in Christ Jesus, people also mock that if God will come, <laughs> over 2,000 and whatever years we have been preaching that he's coming, he's still not landed. It's not now that he's going to come. So they mocking. him. So please do not be disheartened when people mock you because of what you do for God. Verse 15, And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened, Lord saying, Arise, take your wife and thy two daughters which are here, lest be thou consumed in the iniquity of the city. Verse 16, And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand, and upon his hand of the wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters. And the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth, and set him without the city. And it came to pass, that when they had brought them forth abroad, he said, Escape for thy life, look not behind thee, neither stay thou in the plain, escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. Verse 18, And Lot said unto them, Oh not so, my Lord, for behold, Thy servant has found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou showed upon me in saving my life, and I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil overtake me, and I die. Behold, now this city is near unto thee, is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape hither, and my soul shall live. And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, that I will not overthrow this city. For which thou hast spoken, escape thee, haste thee, escape thee, for I cannot do anything till thou become hither. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zar. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zar. Verse 24. And the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. Verse 25. And he overdrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities which grew upon the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. This is a very, very interesting story. And as I was reading it, it really opens our eyes into so many realities of our life that many of us are oblivious to. So before we even tackle Lot's issue, Two important lessons I learned, and as I said at the beginning, there are certain people in your life and there are certain situations in your life. You must keep them in your life for as long as God has destined it to be. So the only reason why the angels saved Lot was because of Abraham. And in fact, the Bible said and Lot lingered on. So Lot was still giving excuses when the angel told them that Charlie leave the city and come to destroy it. it was like, and Lot lingered on. So the angels had to lay hold upon Lot and his wife and the two daughters to drag them out of the city. That was the message of God. But what qualified them to enjoy the message of God? It was because of Abraham's intercession. And the angel told them that I cannot destroy the city as long as you are present. Hey, as long as you are still around, I cannot destroy the city. And what made it interesting was that Lot told the angel that where you want me to go to, it's too far. By the time I get there, I won't be able to get there early enough. The destruction or the judgment would affect me. So please, let me go to a small town. They are small, so don't destroy them. And a town that was meant to be destroyed, only because Lot was going there, that town was spared. This is very interesting the law of association there are many blessings and many goodness of the lord you would enjoy because of certain people in your life be humble enough to accept this so the only reason why god did not or the angels did not destroy that city was because loth and his family escaped to that city and the only reason why god did not destroy Lot was because of abraham so some of us are even enjoying the blessings of somebody who's enjoying the blessings <laughs> so that's why even if you are married marry into a blessed family there are some families where you marry you can never go hungry there's some families where you marry your list in life is a A life is a life of influence, a life of access. And that something comes with the family. And is one of the things that Lot enjoyed. And I'm not even sure he was aware that it was because of Abraham. That is why the angels were merciful unto him. And the city. So you can imagine some of the, not the city, the village, but the town that Lot went to. They may be sitting there and say, hey, see the way Sodom and Gomorrah is burning with fire and sulfur. These people, they are sinners who little did they know that they were also supposed to be part of the burning. But because of the presence of Lot, they were also spared. Sweetheart, there are many things you are enjoying. It can be because of our parents, because of the faithfulness of our parents to God. Because of the diligence and the commitment of certain people we are associated with. And you must be humble enough and you must be spiritual enough to recognize these people. Because the day you kick them out of your life, you are kicking the mercies of God out of your life. Indeed, this world is run by whom you know it is not something that happens in Ghana, it is something that happens everywhere, even in the kingdom of God. You need to know Jesus to enter heaven, be humble enough to accept it. And that's what the other religions are not humble enough to accept. They don't agree why Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. It doesn't, it's, arrogant. it's an arrogant statement that how can you claim that there is only one way? So in almost every religion, they acknowledge Jesus as a special person. So for the Muslims, they acknowledge Jesus as a great prophet. In fact, the second greatest prophet, second to Muhammad. In Shitoist or Shitoism and Buddha, they accept Jesus as a great teacher. In Judaism, they accept him as a great rabbi, a prophet of God. The uniqueness of him being the only way is what their arrogance and their pride is, is just making them impossible to accept. And the same thing for us. There are certain blessings we are enjoying just because of certain people. Be humble enough to know this and to flow with it. Be humble enough. That is why you must make every effort to keep such people in your life. As I was just reading this story, it was just interesting how because of Abraham, Lot was spared. In fact, if Lot's son-in-law would have listened unto Lot, they would have also been saying, so why would they be having saved? It's not because they heard the angel or they necessarily believe, but because they decided to follow Lot. So who you also follow, who you decide to associate yourself with, a, place, a hero. So Proverbs puts it this way: that he who walks with the wise shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Because when you walk with fools, it's not just because of their decisions, it's because foolishness attracts distraction. It's very important who you decide to work with. It's very important who you decide to associate yourself with. It's very important which church you decide to join. Which covenant, which spiritual family you decide to associate yourself with. Because there are certain covenants that exist in certain places. That is why there are some churches you can never be poor in that church. It's not because of anything vicious or anything ungodly. It's a covenant the leadership of the house has with God. But that's not our study. So now let's go back to what actually happened. So as Lot and the two daughters and the wife were journeying to the town where they would be delivered or they would not experience the judgment of Sodom and Gomorrah, the Bible said, that's in the verse 26, but his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. And this is what Jesus was saying that, remember Lot's wife. What I we to remember about her is that she looked back. She looked back. Let's look at something else before I draw my conclusion on it. Let's go to Numbers chapter 14 verse 4. Numbers 14 verse 4 remember Lord's wife. so let's start from let's start from verse 2 numbers 14 verse 2 and all the children of israel murmured against moses and against aaron and the whole congregation and said unto them would god that we had died in the land of egypt or would god that we have died in this wilderness and therefore the lord had brought us unto this land to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be prayed. were it not better for us to return to Egypt. Verse 4. And they said to one another, Let us make a captain and let us return unto Egypt. Hmm. These are is the Israelites speaking in Numbers 14, from verse 2 to verse 4. Let's look at them again, speak in Exodus chapter 16, verse 1 and 3. Remember, Lord's wife. Exodus 16, verse 1 and 3. And they took their journey from Elam and all the congregation of the children of Israel came unto the wilderness of Sin which is between Elim and Sinai, and the fifteenth day of the second month after they had departed out of the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, and when we did eat bread to the full for you have brought us into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger Then the lord said unto moses behold i would rain bread from heaven for you and the people shall go out and gather a certain wreath every day that i may prove to them that whether they would walk in my law or not so yet again we see the israelites complaining and murmuring that they wanted To go back from the place they were delivered from, so the first lesson that Jesus wants us to remember, or he wants us that he wants us to remember when he said that, "Remember, Lord's wife," is that we should never look back from where God has delivered us from. So these same Israelites, for 400 years, when they were in captivity, they were praying to God, they were yearning for deliverance, and it was this same Israelites when god brought them out of the land of egypt by the way of the red sea and god drowned the army of egypt they composed a wonderful song before god they jumped with singing and rejoicing they composed songs and few days into the wilderness they became angry at the god who delivered them and they said ah we remember those days when we were in egypt when we used to sit around our flesh of blood and eat to our full. but you have brought us here just to kill us and many of us will repeat the same thing like the Israelites and like Lot's wife. That is why Jesus is giving us this remembrance reminder that do not yearn to go back to the place God has delivered you from. And many of us do it, especially in our relationships. Many of us, once in a while, or once upon a time in our life, found ourselves in an ungodly relationship in an ungodly situation. And God has delivered, God has given you a gentleman, a nice, godly gentleman who is taking care of you or who is willing to take care of you. God has given you blessed partners who are willing to love you as God loved him but yet you are desiring for the old life of sin. What at all was in Sodom and Gomorrah that made Lot's wife turn to look back? And this is the way many of us are many of us are in situations that we are praying to God for deliverance but when God delivers us from it we still want to go back because somewhere in our heart we enjoy the cravings or we enjoy the lust of Egypt so it just gives us a hint that Lot's wife really did not have a problem with what was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah so to her it was a loss that she left Sodom and Gomorrah. To her, she had developed an affinity to the activities going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. That is why she looked back. And many of us are doing the same thing in our Christian life. Many of us are looking back and we are envying people of the world, or we are envying unbelievers. It is a crime to envy an unbeliever. It's an insult to God to envy Egypt. It is in that you are telling God that God made a mistake in delivering you from Egypt. Or you are telling God that I did not ask for your help. I was enjoying my comfortable life. Why did you come and deliver me? Remember, Lord's wife. That is why it's so sad. People nowadays, they are yearning to become unbelievers because they see a certain freedom or they perceive that these people are enjoying a particular freedom that because in quotes they call themselves Christians, they cannot do it. That's why we make statements like, is because I'm a Christian, like you would have seen what I would have done to you. Or because today I'm going to church, like you would have seen what I would have done to you. Those statements are simply indications that you are desiring to go back to Egypt. And this is the instruction that Jesus is giving to us. That do not desire to go back to where you were delivered from. Do not desire to go back to the situations where you were delivered from. And it's, it's something that we all experience in our Christian work. And Papa David had the same experience or had a similar experience. And he shares the story with us in Psalm 73, verse 2, following. On your own, just take your time and read Psalm 73. It's a very interesting statement or statement that Papa David made. And look at what David said in the verse 2. But as for me, my feet were almost gone, my steps had well night slept. Why? For I was envious of the foolish when I saw. The prosperity of the wicked. David is telling us something that he almost fell off the way of the Lord. His steps almost slipped. Why? Because when he looked back and he looked at the prosperity of the wicked, he was envious. But the issue is that if he had not looked back, he would have seen the prosperity of the wicked. And he says, let's read what he says. So let's start from the verse 3. For I was envious of the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked, verse 4 for there are no bands in their debt but their strength is firm so it's interesting most of these people who are doing ungodly things who are robbing nations who are doing fantastically evil things they are the ones that live long and the righteous people are going and are dying verse five for they are not in trouble as other men neither are they plagued like other men these people are enjoying a good healthy life when good people are in the hospital battling for their lives. Life seems to be going very smooth for them. Every contract that they put in an application for, they get it. Therefore, pride encompass them about as a chain. Violence covered them as a garment. Because life was so perfect for them, they didn't see the need for God. They didn't see who could stop them in life. And especially if people enter into political power, they have the sense of untouchableness. So they think they can do anything, because after all, who can do them? They are men who live above the law. Verse 7, their eyes turn out with fatness. They have more than their heart could wish. And I always say that the people who rob nations are people who have more than enough money that they could ever live on for the rest of their life. Yet still, they are the ones who are jeopardizing the resources of this nation. And the sad something that they seem not to be facing any judgment life seems to be going very smoothly for them they take foolish decisions and they go scot-free they engage in maybe murder or breaking of the law and they seem to go scot-free they engage in things that every other citizen will do and get arrested for, but they seem to do it and nobody takes notice of them. And David was saying that when he looked at the prosperity of the wicked, he became envious of them because he looked back. And as a result of him looking back in the verse 2, he said that his feet was almost gone. For my steps had well night slept. The reason why we need to remember Lord's wife is because whenever we look back, we are on the verge of backsliding because we are insulting god for delivering us from a bad situation and frankly speaking many people are still in the church and they envy their old life how they could live a careless life but right now because of god (laughs) they can't speak anyhow they can't dress anyhow they can't go to certain places And many people are desiring their old boyfriends. Many people are desiring their old situation where they could steal from their bosses, where they could rob nations. But God is reminding us, do not desire your past life. Because design your past life is developing an affinity for them. And remember, James said, friendship with the world is enmity with God. So David had this same situation. And on the verse 3, you can read it. He kept lamenting about how the wicked were prospering. But the verse 17, he said something else. He said, okay, let's start from the verse 16. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. Oh, <laughs> I like the way David, Papa David is being real with us. When he looked at how the wicked seem to prosper, regardless of how selfish and evil they are, it was too painful for that, ah God, where are you? Why are you not punishing these people? But the verse 17, he said, until i entered the sanctuary of the lord then i understood their end honey do not look back and what you don't i want to just share with us a few things that happens when we look back david gave us one in the verse two that our feet would almost be slipped off our steps would almost be slipped off and our feet would almost be gone when you look back you're unable to look forward you know what i'm put one spiritual instructor and i think he was asked a particular question and his response was like, try looking up with one eye and use the other eye to look down. <laughs> you can try it right now. You'll Use your right eye to look up and use your left eye to look down. And you realize how close to impossible it is. What was he trying to say? He was saying that it's impossible to look at God at the same time look at man. It's impossible to trust God at the same time trust man. So you looking backwards automatically means you are not looking forward. You trusting man automatically means you are not trusting God. You expecting deliverance from man automatically means you are not expecting deliverance from God. So imagine running a race, a hundred meter race, and you are looking back at him. You are obviously going to be the last. In fact, you will be the lastest last. (laughs) You'd be beyond the last. It's impossible because you even sleep and fall down. And that's what happens in our Christian life. When instead of us looking at doing greater things for God, we are rather envious. We are rather um hallucinating or having memories of circumstances and situations and people that God delivered us from. This is where many of us. Are we able to make progress in our Christian life? This is why, for many of us, our prayer life has remained the same. Our personal study life has remained the same. Our commitment to God has remained the same. And in fact, it's rather dwindling because we are looking back. And just as Lot, whenever you look back, you become a pillar of souls spiritually. And God is reminding us that remember what Lot did and remember the consequence of Lot's actions so even in luke chapter 9 verse 62 he says made a statement that he who put his hand to the plow and looks back is not worthy of the kingdom of god he who put his hand to the plow and look back is not worthy of the kingdom of god you see it's like dating somebody i oh my god so like dating a lady and every time she keeps bringing up her ex oh maybe we are going out and we're like oh it was my ex like we would have gone here and here oh it was my ex like, you would have come to pick me up. Oh, he was my ex. You would have been done this. Oh, he was my ex. Nobody wants to be in a relationship with somebody who is always bringing up the ex. In fact, for some people, they never want to hear about the ex, not even once. Because whenever you keep talking about your ex, you are robbing yourself of enjoying a fruitful relationship with your presence. And God is saying that he will put his hand to the plow. He will make a commitment to the things of God and looks back. Is not worthy of the kingdom of God, and Jesus is sounding this instruction and sounding this reminder that remember what happened to Lord's wife, and we all sing the song. We have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Looking back makes us unfit for the kingdom of God. Looking back is an indication that we are still yearning for the days of captivity in Egypt. Looking back is an indication that we had no problem on what was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. That's why I saw a mistake on social media that somebody put somewhere. He said that many people are angry about corruption because they are not the ones benefiting from corruption. So in this true sense, Everybody likes corruption. But the only reason why people will be so angry and talk about this is because they are not the ones benefiting from corruption. Because these very same people, if you place them in positions of authority and resources, they will do the same or even worse than what people are doing there. So people are in the promised land or people are being delivered from Egypt, but in the deepest parts of their hearts, they really want to go back. So people are dating people currently, but in their minds, They are still thinking about their ex. They have come into this new relationship with the baggage of their ex. And without nobody telling you, it's a sure banker that this person will not be able to give his best or her best in this new relationship. Still holding on to the memories of the old person. And this evening, God is reminding us that stop talking about your ex. Stop desiring the prosperity of the wicked. It's an indication that God is not taking care of you look at the way the Israelites kept complaining the least thing that happens in the wilderness they threaten god that ah god i remember my time that they ate manna and they became fed up with their manna and they told most ah we remember the cabbage the lettuce the cucumber we used to eat in Egypt. they are brought out to this wilderness and all that they are eating is manna and water and this is the same way many of us are behaving many of us are going like eh those days when I was in this company, eh, they were always giving me this money. I could steal this money. I could inflate this money. I could add budget here. But now I'm a Christian. Look at me, I'm hungry. I cannot afford this. I cannot afford that. When you do that, you are unfit for the kingdom. And spiritually, you have become a pillar of salt. Stop desiring to go back to the places that God has delivered you from. You know, when I was into, I think there's said more, and the person wrote that. let talk about Peter, you know, after Jesus died. Not long after, Peter and some of his disciples, I think Peter convinced some of his disciples that telling, let's go back to our fashion. For it has been over 10 days. <laughs> we have not seen what's, what's up with this man. And the Bible said they went back fishing, And Jesus came. That's why Jesus asked Peter three times, that do you love me? Because in less than 40 days, you have been able to go back to the place I delivered you from it's unfair to be in the present and still be living in your past it's unfair to be dating someone or to be married to somebody and still be having good memories in your head about your past you are robbing the person of enjoying the fullness of you and god is warning us that friendship with the world is enmity many of you especially those who are like me, instrumentalists or musicians Always make this comparison. If I was playing guitar in the world, one gig, I'll get like, thank you. Yeah, when you go, they just give you meat pie and they say, God bless you, and they give you 100 cities. He who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not worth the kingdom of God. And this is what God is reminding us tonight that remember, Lord's wife. The reason why you're not making progress in your Christian life is because you are still looking back. You are always comparing your lives to people in this world you always compare your life to people who don't care the least about god you know sometimes you can be in a similar profession as someone and you look at how the same work you are doing with somebody and the person is prospering because the person is living a life contrary to the will of god and because you are looking back you are living in contentment and ingratitude you are angry at god It's the same thing with the israelites god was leading you through his prophets, but because they were looking all around them than looking up to God. They told someone actually, we too, we want a king. Every nation around us has a king. We too, we want a king because they were looking elsewhere instead of looking on to God. So looking back is not looking forward. And looking forward, you cannot look back. Remember, Lot's wife. We'll just pause there for tonight and hopefully God in next week, we'll continue to see what we can learn from Lot's wife action of looking back you want to just spend some time in prayer you are just asking God for his help because we know that anybody who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not worth for the kingdom. Papa David had a desire for the prosperity of the wicked. It's a tendency that our flesh has but tonight we want to ask God for help that Lord may we remember Lord's wife may we not look back may we not be like the Israelites that upon the least issues we face we will desire to go back to the very places we pray that you deliver us from, Lord. We pray for help, Lord. We pray that we will constantly remember, Lord's wife, Lord. We pray that we will not be like here. We will not look back, for we have decided to follow you to the end. No turning back, no turning sideways. No looking around, we are focused on the race that is set before us. The writer of Hebrews says, run the race that is set before you looking onto Jesus. Looking onto Jesus is not looking onto the world. The reason why many of us can look to Jesus because we are looking at the systems of our country, we are looking on the political influences, we are looking onto a, a visa, we are looking onto our beloved But Tonight, God is reminding us that looking on to Jesus, stop looking back, stop desiring your old life, the life that God has delivered you from. Stop desiring the life of sin and look on to Jesus. It's time for you to control, it's time for us to go on, it's time for us to do better and that things for God. But because we are being distracted, you are able to find the energy to go forward, to go upwards, to go higher and to go greater. Father, we pray that you will help us. Constantly remind us not to look back, constantly remind us not to desire Egypt. Constantly remind us that when we put our hands to the plow, we shall not look back in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank God for this reminder, even as we are pushing our Christmas season. You know, some of us will have certain invitations that will tempt us to look back, but God, through the agency of His Word and His Spirit, is mind us even in this festive season. When that call comes, when that message comes, when that invite comes, honey, do not look back. Remember that not looking back means you are giving God your very best and to make sure that you owe no man nothing, but love a this year and beyond. Bye-bye and see you next week.